Hello, and welcome to the Raising Men Show, and I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. Super Tuesdays, you know how we do it, Chatham, right here on WKBY 1080 AM. And if you miss an episode, you can always catch us on TheRaisingMenShow.com. That's T-H-E-R-Z-N-G-M-E-N-Show.com. Spending a lot of time this past week talking about the virus, COVID-19. That's some nasty stuff, man. But, you know, there's so much mixed information out there, so much misinformation out there. I'm really not sure in all cases what's true, what's false, and really what's out there. But today we're going to spend some time talking about it. I just felt like we need to hear from the kids and find out where the kids are on this whole thing. Are they in with it? Are they not with it? Fathers, parents, we need to spend some time talking to them and see what they're up with see how they are. In studio today, I have my youngest son, Jackson. He's 11. He's going to spend some time. We'll spend whole, maybe you'll spend the whole hour. It just depends on how you're feeling. And, and we'll go from there and really kind of talk about this thing and see how our kids are doing. So hello, son. Say hello to everybody. Well, hello. So we've been kind of dealing with this COVID thing all week. And I know in our house where we've kind of been with it, but where did, where did you hear about this virus and, and what do you think about it? Um, I heard about it at school, school, and like, I didn't really think much of it at first because people were just like talking about, oh, have you heard of this and that, blah, 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 but I didn't really think much of it. So, but so initially you just thought it was really no big deal. What, was there a point when you thought it was something a little bit more than just no big deal? Uh, yeah, when like, play like cities and schools started to shut down. Mm-hmm. So like. Well, this is really like a big deal. They're like shutting these things down for your like for your safety. Yeah. Now, did you hear about the shutting down at school or from at home? Or where did how did you hear Instagram, social media? I heard it at school from my friend, and like he told me like like oh the schools are going to be shutting down soon, like like probably the next week. Um, that schools are going to be shutting down. They probably were told us today, but and we heard it that day that our school was closing down. Now, were you excited, I'm sure, with school Yeah, my, at first, me and my friends were like, excited there was no school, but then we heard that we'd have to do homework still. Oh, so your school's still going to do Yeah, we, st- we still have to do homework. Now, you already have some of that right now, or you don't have any right yeah, now? Yeah, we, we have some right now. Now, when you are dealing with the whole thought of just not just the school aspect of it, I mean, what do you think about when you, you kind of hear about why we would have to do that? I mean, or do you understand why the importance of closing schools down? Yeah, like for your safety, just in case, just in, or just in case something, like it, someone catches it or something, mm-hmm. so it doesn't spread around and everyone, everyone gets sick. So what about going out in public now? I mean, I mean, do we never go out in public again? You, how do you feel about the concept of going out in public? Um, I feel like you you don't need to like stay inside cramped in your house. You can go outside still, but just like be be wor- like worry about what you touch mm-hmm. and like. Don't touch things that aren't necessary to touch, just in case, because they might not be sanitary. Now, did you used to do that before? I mean, did you used to, or did you always wear this hand in your pocket type of kit? No, I didn't really care. (laughs) (laughs) You used to touch everything. Yeah. Now, as we go through, because we just went to the store today. Yeah. And the concern was don't touch nothing that you don't need to touch, because you don't know what anybody else had if they touched something. Now, I know that this, the reports are saying right now that, of course, if you sanitize your hands or if this other surface is washed and the virus lives on surfaces for so long and so many hours, but we can imagine going in stores, there's not that many hours between the last time that handle that 
knob was touched to when we entered the store, mm-hmm. right? So what are, what are we doing as a family to do better with our hygiene? Um, wash your hands frequently um, and use hand sanitizer. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you were using soap and water. You yeah, just soap, and wa- soap and water. Okay, so you're just not just putting water in your hands yeah. and walking away. Well, that's that's a good thing. Now, with you at school, were you doing anything before the shutdown to keep yourself a little bit more healthy? Or no? I mean, me and my friends thought of it as a joke. I like first, so to be funny, we walk around school with like our hoodies over our mouth to say we ain't catching the virus today. Yeah. <laughs> and our teacher's like, um, one time I went in the class and my teacher said, and I with my, my with my hoodie over my mouth one time. And what you just said, Jackson, it won't, the virus isn't going to affect you today. You, you'll be all right for for one day. It won't affect you right now. I said, but it will affect me tomorrow. And I put it back over my mouth and just walk to my seat. Yeah, but there's people we see wearing those surgical medical masks, right? They're, yeah. they're concerned about it. And I mean, I know you guys were making jokes and it was, it was good that you can laugh about it. But for some people, that's really a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd see people when I took Ryan to get shots on Thursday. There's a lady actually wearing a medical mask. And I was like, it makes me wonder. It makes me look at people kind of sideways. Let's do, you know, do you really have something? Are we going to worry about you or, or what are we doing? You know, and that's just a concern because from a parent standpoint, I just, I always want to make sure that you guys are okay. And I know what we're feeling about the place is shutting down and grocery stores not looking full like a grocery store would be. What is it? How are you feeling safe around around this virus, or or what would make you feel more safe and at ease? Um, you know, I don't really know. Like, as long as people like keep people sanitize their hands, keep their clean, like keep a di- a little distance. Okay. Don't stay too close. Sure. But you don't have to just stand like uncomfortably far. Okay. So you, just keep a little bit of distance. Now, when I have been to the grocery store a few times this week now, okay, everybody, I wasn't one of the hoarders. I'm not trying to get 58, you know, rolls of toilet paper off the grocery store um, shelves and paper towels. Now, we always buy in bulk for those things because we got a lot of bottoms in our house, so we mm-hmm. got to be able to keep them clean anyway. So, and it was about time for us to order anyway. So I did order, but it was just coincidental around the same time that this yeah. became an issue. But when you... Because I was, I heard, heard you talking to one of your friends on the game system or on the phone, or I don't know if you got at that time who yeah. you were talking to, but you were saying you were excited because I had gone and bought food. Yeah. Having food in the house is that a big? Is that a thing or is that not a thing? Um, it, it's a, it's like a thing because you don't know how long we're gonna be like stuck in houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you, you want you want someone to eat, so you need you need stock up on food. So more like the more. I'm not saying you should like go out and buy all the food there is, but you should have at least a little bit of food to like fall back on, okay? Just in case you run out, so so you can you have a little bit more time to stay in your house before you have to leave again to go get stuff. Gotcha. Because I know you guys haven't actually been to the grocery stores since they kind of had this. We haven't been. I haven't been since the the day my school started down when I went with to walk around with my friends. Then did you guys actually go in the vines? No, well, we went in, but it w- it didn't look like anything happened, so it was like all like in there. Okay, so you went Friday day. Yeah. Okay, so that same day, the uh, I went to the store in the evening, huh. and it was nothing like probably what you saw. When I got there, there were aisles and aisles with no food on it. Wow. 
And you saw those pictures I posted, right? Yeah. That was the meat section. Wow. And it felt like a movie where you watch those, we call them apocalyptic movies, yeah. where they have this you know, nuclear war or, or whatever, and people are running in these stores that are empty trying to find something to eat. It felt like that. And that's a, that's a pretty major store that had nothing in it. I mean, there was no meat. There's really nothing in the frozen section where we get the French fries and potatoes and stuff like that. And, but there was a lot of other things, you know, it was ice cream and there was, you know, other products that you really couldn't store for a long time. Yeah. But the stuff that we normally would eat, the juice, the waters, they, they, they weren't there. Paper products weren't there. And the lines in the store were incredibly long. I mean, down the aisles waiting to get through the checkout stand. Wow. And I, I felt really overwhelmed being in the store because I was thankful that you guys didn't go. And, you know, normally if I go to the store, I might just use it as a time for me to kind of get away and get a, a moment. But most of the time I'll say, hey, does someone want to go with me? Because you guys would normally get a something special or a treat or whatever. Like some candy or something. Yeah, but I really felt that that day that I shouldn't take you guys. I felt that we should just I should just go by myself. And I didn't, I'm so glad I did that. I just didn't want to have you guys to really see that. Because I think that would have made you feel some kind of way that there's a different kind of a severity about this COVID-19. There were a lot of parents and kids in there, like high school and middle school age kids in the store that day. And I felt kind of weird because I was looking at their faces walking down the aisles and they were like, their eyes got all big and they were looking kind of sad and really confused because I'm sure you guys have never seen anything like that in real life. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm just thankful that you guys weren't exposed to that because if you had seen something like that, what would, how do you think that might have made you feel if you're standing in a supermarket? You've been in Vaughn several times before. Yeah. And to see it like bare, how would that make you, what do you think you might have felt like? Um, I think it would have made me like nervous or something because people are buying things like in bulk now. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it made me nervous because people are like buying things to like shelter or something. Yeah. If you say, because they're like, getting ready to, to like stay in their houses. So that like made, it made me nervous. Yeah, because when I went down, okay, buy spaghetti, because I know you like Alfredo sauce and we yeah. get pasta noodles. On that Friday, there was maybe a dozen can- jars of pasta left. Wow. I mean, it, this is five to seven shelves of f- food that was only packed jar to jar to jar to jar. It was like a dozen left. There was no pasta noodles, no spaghetti, no Alfredo noodles, no boxes of nothing other than there were six boxes of lasagna noodles. And you don't use lasagna noodles on a regular mm-hmm. basis to make spaghetti. I mean, unless that, no, that is true, that is true. And so, of the red sauce, there might have been six jars of red sauce. Okay, that's what we had, red sauce now. And, and the only reason I got that, those were the last two red sauce jars in the store. Mommy, oh, that is true. And so I was concerned because when you go and you see that, it was unnerving. It was really, really unnerving. And, and on that same aisle, I got down to the edge where there was some pasta noodles made out of chickpea, which is, I think, navy beans or whatever. They, okay. they smash them all up and they roll them out like pasta. And 
I've never tried that before, but I started thinking about, you know, maybe I'll get that because I know how to cook and I can make a meal out of almost anything. So if we're going to eat, we're going to be fine. But while I was in the stores, there was this older couple that came in and I was listening to them talking. They were like looking at whatever was left on the shelf. They're picking up, reading the back for sodium or salt levels. They were looking for sugar levels and the stuff that was health conscious for their diet that they can normally eat because they were like, I guess they were diabetic and they couldn't have a high sugar or salt content yeah. in their diet. They weren't able to find the healthy alternatives because they had to just get and settle for what was left. And I thought to myself, I got really sad. And if, imagine if that was us, where one of you or one you know, or myself, one of us had a, a medical problem where we couldn't eat just anything and we had to be real rigid with what we took in we would kind of be in a world of hurt right now because things that made our diet proper and made us healthy weren't available mm -hmm. and then there was another lady i was on it was the same pasta aisle, so the back side of that particular pasta aisle is like um seasonings where i get the chicken stock and yeah, yeah, yeah. beef stock and stuff like that there was no chicken stock left at all I mean, like at all at all. There was only the cans of corn that you saw me bring in that you helped put away. And the turkey stock. Right. That was all that was left. I've never bought turkey, turkey stock before. Mm -mm. i never seen you get it. Because there was no, I mean like zero chicken stock. And there was only like five or six jars of the same containers, but a beef stock. The only thing else that was in relative, you know, abundance was was called bone broth, which is the actual bone marrow that they actually break the bones open and they boil them until the, the soft part of the inside of the bone comes out. And they make it like stock. You can make soups and other dishes out of it, but I don't care much for it. But it was coming to a point where if, I, if you needed stuff like that to cook with, your alternatives and your choices were like next to nothing. And I, there was this lady that I was passing in the aisle and I, she just looked like, she was an older lady. She was about my age. She was an older lady. Now you all say I'm old. I know you all be laughing at me all the time. But I looked at her face and she was just looking around like, what in the world is going on with these people buying all this craziness from the store? And I asked her, I said, please don't tell me this is your first time out this week to shop since the talk about COVID-19 and this virus. And she says, yeah. And I'm like, it's the Friday that they're shutting stuff down. And this is your first time out? And I don't, I don't know what situations, you know, maybe she worked all week, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, but. She and her husband are just now trying to just kind of get after it now. And it's kind of, it was almost too late for that Friday afternoon. And so, and her, she was carrying a handbasket with her and she didn't have nothing in it because it was really nothing that she wanted to that point. And I don't know how far else in the store she had been, but she didn't have anything. And I remember I asked her, it came to me, oh, um, bouillon cubes. And what a bouillon cube. Yeah. It's the dried up, dehydrated um, stock, the chicken stock. So I remember when my parents were teaching me how to live and cook, that's what they used to cook with, was bouillon cubes. So I was thankful for the Lord giving me an experience like that and what experience like you guys are going to have. We're going to talk about more about going viral right after this message. And you're listening to The Raisin Men Show with your host, Craig Carlisle, and my youngest son, Jackson, in the studio with me. And we're just talking about what we need to do as a family to constantly talk to our kids and see where they are with this situation. We'll be right back. Who you hire as your realtor matters. 
You need a realtor who looks out for your best interests and not their own. Marie Clark with Allison James Estates is a full-time realtor, specializing in helping first-time homebuyers in Temecula and the surrounding areas. She is also a ministry leader. Today, why don't you choose Marie Clark to buy or sell your next home? Please call 951-265-6259. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother after his wrongful incarceration. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancey Arias, and Bo Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restore Me is available on over 100 digital markets, including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it, rent it, either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle, on WKBY 1080 AM. And we're right back, and that's you on the bumper, huh? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Well, thank you, by the way, for doing that bumper for me. <coughs> mm-hmm. So in the break, you asked me a question, and we'll go back over that question now so all the listeners know. What was the question you asked? What are bullion? What is, or what is bullion? Oh, so those are bullion cubes. So the, the, the whole flavoring, the, the beef products, and how you make a stock where you really kind of boil down, like the the beef or the bones or the chicken bones or what was left from a chicken the bones left from the the cow and you just kind of boil all the meat and the sinew anything that's beefy or chickeny off of those bones and you're left with just like a soup right so you pull all the bones out and you're just left with the leftover parts mm-hmm. and so what they'll do is they'll just put a heat process on it and they'll heat dry it and they'll basically call it dehydrating they'll put all of the, the water out of that remaining soup parts and what's left of the meat that came off the bones and maybe maybe even some of the marrow too, depending if the bones were broken or not. And then after you get all the water out of it, whatever's left in the bottom of that pot or the bottom of that vat are going to be like, almost like grains of like sand or salt looking uh-huh. pieces, cubes. And they're going to further kind of gather all those pieces of they may crush it and pulverize it and make it real tiny like little crystals out of it. And they're going to press them all together with the heat and make these little tiny little cubes and wrap them up individually so that when I, I'm going to cook this week with and want chicken stock so I don't have to have the jug of liquid, I would just have the little tiny little cube that looks like a sugar cube and you're going to toss it in the water and it'll Quick. expand a bit. Yes. Quick question. Yes, sir. Well, how much chicken, st- <coughs> how much chicken stock will one piece of bouillon make? You know, that's a good question. We're going to have to look on that. And we may even post it on social media. But I, when I cook, if I'm going to use a whole jug, whether it be 16 ounces or 32 ounces of chicken stock, I may use two or three bouillon cubes mm-hmm. for like every cup or every eight to 10 ounces. So maybe half a jug is maybe one bouillon cube. So if I want a whole jug, like the ones in the thing, I may use two to three, depending how much flavor I really want to give it. But we can we definitely look that up on on Google. We're gonna Google it and be able to know exactly how many bouillon cubes does it take to actually make the equivalent of a single of a single thing. 
think of uh, chicken stock. Chicken stock. Well, or beef stock or turkey stock. Or whatever. A stock. A stock. Is is it's like freeze drying, but like the opposite. It's exactly. I, I'm going to say, not knowing as the technical terms. If you're out there, you know the freeze drying process, but it's very similar. It's like the opposite version of freeze drying, right? You're just trying to get all the moisture out of it. So instead of, to your point, adding the heat, you're just adding a cold cooling process to get it all out. Uh. That's awesome. So. In the first segment, we were talking about um, stocking up and having food and people hoarding toilet paper and things like that. People just trying to be prepared at the last minute. When you look at where the nation is and the, the, the questions around the, the virus itself, as a young man of your age, what do you think about now that moving forward? Like after they say, okay, you guys can go back outside. What do you think our lives will look like moving forward? Answer the first one, the first question. I think what I think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think about like, could that happen like again where uh, we were put on lockdown, like go in your houses and you can come out for a so and so period of time. But it it would also like make you more work. Like after like this whole pandemic is done, like to the point where you can go back outside your houses, sure. it would make you like, <coughs> excuse me, it'd, like think about will like people keep washing their hands as much or will they just go back as like what they did to when they're washing their hands like before yeah because because to your point it's not just it's 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 hand washing and then some because your basketball season had just started mm-hmm. we so, just had our first game a little bit ago well in our first think your first game was wednesday right yeah and here okay now we're recording so it's it's the following Tuesday or Monday when so it's just, recording. So just last week. Right. So you should be having game number two. We should be having game number two tomorrow or the next day, but we're not going to have it because their season's suspended. Yeah. Now, how does that make you feel? I mean, because it, 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 your it, life's different now. Yeah. Because it, it makes me bummed because I put like the work in to like, get on the team and like like show them what I can do. Sure. But it, I can't really do anything right now because the season is like was it over for a little bit. Yeah. But hopefully, like after and they like resume it to like the people we're supposed to play, because yeah. we're supposed to play a school. I don't remember what it's called. I think ECC. You're supposed to play ECC and then a different team. So we're missing technically two games while we're on this break. But hopefully, we play those same teams like after this break. Now, what <sighs> are you? What are we doing? What well, may ask you a different question first? You know, we always I always try to get you guys to understand that we should do everything as if it were the last time we'd ever done it so mm-hmm. where are you at with your first game do you th- if if that was the last basketball game you ever played what do you think about now um i, I, I thought i would do better because mm-hmm. i wasn't <coughs> uh, happy with like my what i did in the first quarter because we played two quarters that are like both 20 minutes two half first yeah, half. Two, sorry two halves and i wasn't happy with what happened in the first uh, half, but in the second one, I was more happy with what I did than what that I did in the first. Yeah. So now in the off season, we're gonna call it off season because we're on a little delay. What are you gonna do to get ready, to stay ready, basically for the when it resumes? Because it's gotta get back to normal. At least we hope, right? Uh-huh. We believe. Our faith tells us that, we're, that it's gonna be back to normal soon. So, what are you gonna do, or what have you been doing to to stay ready, so you don't have to go get ready? I mean, I've been dribbling in the backyard a little bit to practice my handle, so 
I don't have to like re- quickly refresh like everything we've been learning. Sure. Because I still remember all of it, like it was, because technically, yeah, like it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're supposed to get a basketball hoop in the backyard soon, yep. so that can help me with my shot and stuff. Then yesterday, me and Evan went out to play, and some of his friends were there and we played, had a little game and had fun. So it was pretty nice. Well, let me ask you this: Do you feel any some kind of way going over to the school right now? Because I mean, I know the school's across the street, but during this time of the kind of like is the germ on this surface or is it on this wall or this ball do you feel some kind of way going over to the school right now or are you okay with going over there i'm okay with going over there because i don't really have a problem with it like we're not gonna like go around like touching everything sure because we and we brought our own ball so we don't have to worry about it where's this ball been sure so and like so i know like i know it's, it's been on the ball but I'm not like nervous at all going to this down to the school because I've been there for a while, so I know it happened there. Now, when your friends are there, do you ever can? Are you ever concerned with giving them, you know, dap or, you know, high five on them and stuff like you would, or just you know horse playing around like you would normally? Sometimes do? Sometimes my friend just mess around and we we, we instead when we like high five we 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 like stop for like hesitate for a second and put our elbows up and do the, and stretch dap each other on the elbows. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so is, it a, is it a is it a Shirt covered elbow, or is it a is it a Rudy Gobert exposed elbow? Uh, <laughs> both. Well, sometimes both. Well, sometimes both. Oh my gosh! And sometimes if they don't have sleeves on, they like put their arm in their sleeve and it's let's do it. Okay. So, what do you think about now when you talk about going forward with people? It, it just used to be so easy just to you know dab it up or whatever and be done, right? And mm-hmm. now you have to think about it. But um, I yeah, I don't I don't really know. Um, sometimes we just use our feet too. <laughs> Your feet too. Because me and my friend have like a handshake with our feet now. Yeah. So like we'll do we'll hit the one foot and another one, and then we'll jump and hit both feet together. Yeah. So and after that, but if we usually touch on the hands, we'll we'll, we'll look, we'll stop for a second where we're still like touching hands, and we'll look at each other and we'll let go and go wash our hands for some reason. <laughs> Just to make funny, but it, it's all like fun and games for us sometimes though. And I, and I like that because you have to, like I said, make light of it. But it's it's serious in nature still. Yeah. But you're still taking care of the hygiene and and, exor- and you weren't exactly exercising uh, social distancing. Yeah. In that instance, but it's in. I want to say it's unfortunate that we have to, but it's a it's a reality. It's which where we are at this moment. Mm-hmm. When we're preparing for the like the next phase of this of this thing, whatever the next phases look like, and going outside and. I've actually got the the handy wipes in the car now. So we're out, we can wipe our hands or wipe surfaces out and do whatever we have to do. When you look to going out again regularly, what are you looking to do to implement in going outside and without being super extreme right now and versus just going outside and be a part of life again? What are you looking at doing? Um, Like careful with the surfaces I touch. Okay. And like, like, yeah, careful with the things I touch, and like I don't want to go around all willy nilly and like touching to everything. Sure. Cause that's what my friends usually do, but I don't want to do that anymore. Cause you don't know what these surfaces have been who who touched them, and then what the what what who has what. Sure. So, you gotta be like more. Like. Yeah, you, you want like have a clear mind of what's going on. Sure, sure, and I I think from a parent standpoint, when I was growing up, we were always told, "Don't touch your face." Don't rub your eyes without your hands being clean because the germs get into your eyes easy. It's, it's, a, it's a spot that's really, really easy to absorb germs and um, just other dirt and grime into your eyes. Because you're rubbing your eyes, you get tired. It's whatever's on our hands are going right into our bodies. 
very, very quickly. When, when I'm, now I'm going to change the subject. I'm sorry, my mind is, is, is racing on this topic because as a parent, it makes me really think about what I should do for you guys, how I should be protecting you guys. Because I know you and your brothers have been dealing with asthma over the years. And so from a standpoint of what if the, what I've been worried about is what happens if the stores are closed and I can't get medicine? What if the stores are not available, the doctor's not available, and Ryan can't get his shots? Those are the things that have been making me ask the Lord, hey, where are we with this thing? You know, what do I need to do as a parent? How I need to prep? And how do I need to be able to know that you guys are confident enough to know that we're good in the house without ever really worrying about anything? So, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, like the only thing that like worries me besides like having to get this thing because here I'll just say in a second um like the only thing that worries me right now is like how Ryan's gonna get a shot if the, like the hospitals like can't take him anymore but like like the inhalers and stuff like we, a good thing like we have a lot like in the laundry room mm-hmm. above like the the above the laundry machines yeah. like we've been like hoarding them but not like <laughs> other <laughs> like hoarding them a little bit yeah. for, before like since like for like for before we like started moving. So we've had like a lot, so you don't have to worry about that. But it's still something to think about. It's something to think about. Now, one of the things too that we're worried about, you guys may or may not be to go to, is your Camp Kesem. Because tell yeah. the people about what Kesem is, and then we'll fill people in on where we are with that. So tell folks what Kesem is. Okay, Kesem is like a place that I like very like enjoy. It's for kids that parents or well, family members have been uh, sorry, family members have been affected by cancer okay we'll hold that thought we'll talk about Kessel when we come back from the break again you're listening to the raising men show and i'm your host craig carlisle and in studio is my youngest son jackson and we're talking about you know going viral in terms of how is a family that we're dealing with these this new pandemic and in how it's changed our lives and what we're going to be doing moving forward and what we're doing right now and we'll be right back after these messages and we'll talk some more what do you think are you stay with me for the next segment or are you gonna leave me i don't know we'll oh. see oh my goodness we'll be right back right after these messages. Hey everyone, my name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate, where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951-757-4202 or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle on WKBY 1080 AM. And welcome back to the third segment 
I'm here with my youngest son, Jackson Carlisle, and we're talking about going viral. We're dealing with the global pandemic, and it's on everybody's mind. And I know some of us are like, you know, I'm really talking, tired of talking about it, tired of hearing about it, but as parents, it's, it's very important that we spend the time talking to our kids and hearing from them as to what they're doing and how they feel and how we need to make them feel comfortable and confident during these uncertain and scary times. And so in the last, going into the last break, Jackson, you had mentioned Kesem and, and tell all our listeners what Kesem is all about and what Kesem means to you. Um, Camp Kesem is a week long thing during the summer and like there's two weeks of it, but the, the idea of it is, um, kids whose parents or family members have been affected by cancer or lost their lives to it. So that it's like a safe place to go where you like hang out with people who like have a similar story to you and they like share their story. And it's, you come together and have fun and you just have like a fun name for yourself. And it's like this you do a lot of activities and you stay, you stay overnight for a week. And it's like really fun to me because a lot of, I made a lot of good friends there. But at first, like, when I first thought of it from a friend, uh, like when he told us about it, the first year I got like really nervous going away from home because we haven't, we haven't been away from home for this long, for uh, at that time like stuff away from the house for long unless like sleepovers. But like it made me nervous at first, but then I realized like, oh this is like this is fun, like and I went, I kept I kept going to go, and then we're going on this that was our fifth fifth this is our fifth year, but hopefully this can go on again, but. This virus is hopefully doesn't stop it. Sure. Now we've had some you know reports coming right now, and so we're not really sure you know with where this is going to be and if it's going to be safe or not, or be available to you know to go or not. Because a lot of the events and the gatherings are being discouraged. So I know I don't remember how many kids go, but it seems like it's over a hundred kids that go it's each like time. One one thirty to one fifty. Okay. So one of the things that we definitely should do more in as leading into not just because there's a pandemic, right? But we should be speaking more to the Lord. We should be praying more, right? Yeah. So that's one of the things that we're looking at in terms of how do we not necessarily combat viruses, but how do we just combat the enemy in, in this life itself? And now we're not saying that that's just virus is not from the enemy and made by the enemy. Well, we don't know. I don't know personally who made it. I've heard reports that it came from, you know, bat soup in, yeah, in, in, in was it China or China. something I don't know if that's true or not I haven't done the research before the show but wherever it came from it's it's not good it has changed just in your life what you normally have been doing this is what you said that would have been you guys' fifth your fifth summer yeah going and you're a veteran right you can actually go to this this camping in front all the way to you at 16 17 years old um yeah 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 all the way to your senior year in high school. Oh, oh, yeah, all the way to your senior year in high school, and you go to college, and hopefully you can go as a counselor in college. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you're you're right now facing the fact of, of having another kind of a loss because basketball's postponed, and if we don't do Kesem this summer, that would mean that we're almost in potentially another one of these prolonged, you know, in-the-house social distancing, what are we kind of doing kind of thing. That is different for us. It's different mm-hmm. for a lot of people. As a kid, what is it, what do you losing a basketball season is one thing. Losing Kesem four months from now or three months from now, it's another thing. How does that make you feel? What, what are you thinking about if that were to happen? Um, I don't. I don't want it to happen. Obviously, because it's like a place that I really love, like going to. Mm-hmm. 
like, and it's, like, really fun for me. But it's, like, something to think about, like, it, it like, oh, shoot, this could possibly happen. Now, let me ask, I mean, interrupt you, but if you were not able to go to Kesem because we were in a different place or a little bit more severe in terms of dealing with this pandemic, would that make it a little bit more real that this is kind of an ugly time? Or do you think it's just, oh, oh, well, it's just another day? It would make it, like, more real. Okay. Yeah, that would... That would be because normally I get the week off when you're yeah. gone too, so I'm I'm used to being able to kind of just kind of come take, into my own take time and like have your, have your own life for like the week. Yeah, well, yeah, that's definitely a good way to put it. Because I'm the, for the first couple of years when you guys went away, I didn't do anything. I kind of just sat around the house, and by the time it got to be like day four, I kind of began to go, oh, oh yeah, they're gone, you know, and I can actually kind of unwind. And it took me like two or three times of you guys doing it to actually figure out that I really can relax but now when you guys leave shoot I'm having some fun <laughs> but we may be on the house together so what are some of the things that we have talked about starting to do as a family to prevent us from getting cabin fever and kind of getting on each other's nerves while we're here for the next because we're you guys are all four weeks mm-hmm. and if we can't really do a whole lot for social distancing for four weeks okay that's that's a whole month for those that don't, you know, for the kids, like, well, what's four weeks look like? That's 30 days or more. Mm-hmm. What, are we tra- what are we trying to do as a family to kind of break it up a little bit and have a little bit more fun? I mean, we, we, we just ordered some more board games so you can all have like, more family time together. And not like, get sick of each other, like, get cabin fever. Yeah. So, and then we went out today just to have fun, walk out, yeah. get some fresh air. Yeah. So, like, you don't cramp in this house. Yeah. That's one of the things we talked about too. We were having prayer on, I think it was Sunday night or Monday. Sunday. And we, that's, I want to make sure that we do get out of the house each day. Even if it's just go in the backyard, move around, go to the school across the street, move around. I need you guys to have that time out and away because even just staying in a house with the windows closed up, because it's a little cool out here. For, I mean, California cool. It's not exactly like mm-hmm. Minnesota or, you know, Virginia cold right now. But for us, it's a, it's cool where we keep the windows closed and the heater comes on a little bit more in the house, it's going to get stuffy. And there's an opportunity in itself for us to cause and create our own germs and colds just by being in the house in a closed-up house where you're not letting the air circulate. So we need to make sure we're doing that as a proper thing as well so we don't cause ourselves to get sick just by being in each other's presence on top of each other all the time. How are we going to be, or what do you think we can do to make sure that you don't let your brothers get on your nerves, seeing the same people in the same place in the same way, bumping against you in the hallway or sitting in it, playing video games with each other for the next three and a half weeks. What do you think you can do to kind of make sure that doesn't happen? Um, I make sure I don't get sick of them. Yeah, or are they getting your nerves? I mean, because that usually happens even without this. But well, that's that's what I'm saying. Because if, if that normally happens without this, how do you prevent it from happening with this? Because, um, you know, like stay out of their space sometimes. Okay. Like let them have their own space when they're doing things. Like don't like bombard them. And like yeah, like leave them alone for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Because there's just some moments when you just. And I, and I, I honestly believe there's moments when you just are tired of just being in the same space, and it may have more to do with. You're just being tired of being tired in the same spot. 
more so than the, more so than what they did, right? So we should probably give each other some more grace and some more just benefit of the doubt. This morning, oddly enough, I actually woke up with thinking about that, and I thought, man, this is kind of wild to actually have awakened, and I just felt myself reciting these words. Just, I just it was just like I was having a dream, and I would, I woke up and I heard a man talking, and I opened my eyes and I heard my own voice. I thought, this is kind of weird that who's this talking in my room? And I realized, wait a minute, this is me talking. And I reached over and grabbed my phone real quick and I started to, to write down what the words were coming out of my mouth. And this is, what, this is what I believe the Lord gave me this morning out of my sleep. It says, during times of uncertainty, give yourself a break. Take some healthy self-care. Thinking of and trying not to think about a sensitive issue can be emotionally, mentally, and physically, physically draining. Give a pass to yourself and to others. Be more patient. Get more rest in order for your body, mind, and spirit to refresh. Burnout or breakdown now could be catastrophic. Also, make a point to drink more water. Above all, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and let grace be your guide. And that's what I believe the Lord wants for all of us, especially during this time when parents are in, in homes with, you know, in our case, it's four of you all and me. There's five of us in the house at one time. And we're not normally here like this. And even during the summer, you guys are gone for a week. You guys are going to stay at friends' houses. Friends are coming over. There's a turnover of the people that you really want to see or that you prefer to see. And not that there's, not that there's anything wrong with us and the love we have for each other, but there's just some moments where, you know what? I just don't love to see you right now. I'm tired of seeing your face. You know, so I think we all need to give each other a break and a path. And me as a parent, I've got to do the same, right? I can't get all over you guys all the time because I'm tired of all of us being in the same place. Like you said, we have to kind of give space, have board games. We're going to play a little bit more and interact with each other. So it's not just the gaming all the time. What, in fact, what did Evan say yesterday? He said, oh, I'm so bored playing these games. I only play this game and that game. I was like, seriously? I think you should persuade you to let him get a different game. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not letting that happen. That's, that's, <laughs> he was trying. No, that's not the way we're going to let that go down. It's because it's it's more than just the game. It's not a, a reason for the game systems and the gaming manufacturers to make a, a million extra dollars, right? But there are some, another friend of mine that uh, we were talking about some other effects of this pandemic, right? Because there's the primary effect, of course, that people are going to get sick. Right, they're gonna come in contact with the disease and get sick, or the virus. Sorry, not disease, but the virus and get sick. But there's some secondary and tertiary or second or third type of conditions that are gonna be a result of this. And one of them is what we just talked about: people getting frustrated with each other and just in their own homes, tired of being locked away. Do you think you're gonna? Can you think of another effect of this out in public with people being frustrated with each other? Maybe at the supermarket trying to get food. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People are frustrated with other people, like buying bulky loads of things. Yeah. So because they don't get anything for themselves. Yeah. Or for to, to bring back to their family or anything. Yeah, yeah. And some people who are having cabin fever right now, then they go out, and they know you're trying not to necessarily go cuckoo crazy on your kids and 
sometimes there's just that release. I know for me, case in point, when the early years, when your mom was gone, I used to just have these eruptions and just blow up at the house. And sometimes you guys probably think, why is he getting mad about that? But for me, it wasn't, I wasn't mad at what you guys were doing at that one little small instance. It was the opportunity to take all of the other frustrations that I was already mad about. And I just couldn't hold on to it anymore. It would just erupt like a volcano. And after, after I did that, I was like, I felt better in terms of, whew, I could let out the air out of a balloon, but I felt worse from the standpoint of, that was stupid. I didn't, that the anger I had at what they did didn't match the crime that they did. It was just an opportunity for me to release, because that's all I had. My concern is that as community, as guys, as we're going through this thing and we're getting stuck in the house and we're trying to keep ourselves together and really trying to hold on to this thing, we need to give these cares to God. We need to cast these cares on to God because he cares for us. Even in these situations, he already knew that this COVID-19 was going to be a thing. He he knew cancer was going to be a thing. He knew cabin fever was going to be a thing. He knew we were going to be locked away like this. So he, if he already knew it, that he's going to be able to bring us through it if we just allow him to. So again, take some time some rest, drink more water, give yourself a break, give other people a break, and let grace be your guide. We're going to go into our final break, and we're going to come right back. We're going to finish and wrap this thing up and talk about going viral and how to deal with our families during this time when we're sequestered, when we're locked away, dealing with this thing that's life-changing. You're listening to The Raising Men Show, and I'm your host, Craig Carlisle, in studio with my son, Jackson. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, my name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate, where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951 951- 757-4202 or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com I'm about your family You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host my dad, Craig Carlisle on WKBY 1080 AM And we're back last segment, last segment I'm gonna bring this thing home in the last segment we were just talking about how this has really changed our lives and uh, the things that we really need to begin to think about. This last segment, you know, I always like to give some helps and like to make sure that we're helping people along the way. So, Jackson, let's let's make sure we do that and help some kids your age mm-hmm. and I'll help some kids my age get through <laughs> this uh, four-week-plus quarantine. And I asked the plus because I'm not sure how long this thing is going to last because this is, this is life-changing, right? This, um... This quarantine, I don't, I don't know. I forgot the word I was about to use. No problem. You have a quote that you wanted to that you wanted to look up, or did you did look up during the break? You want to read that now, or do you want to bring it some later? Later. Um, you can you can share it now. Okay. 
it's a, it, I got this from, it came to mind because a girl at my school shared this type of quote, but it just reminded me. It says, don't dwell on the past. Your history can, can't be erased, but your future has yet to, yet to be written. Make the most of what, 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 make the most of what's going, going to happen instead of worrying about what you can't change. Don't waste your time being sad because you're wasting away moments in which you could be happy. That's awesome. That's awesome. That goes in really in line with what, and that's confirmation, I should say this way, of what the Lord has been reminding me of just this week of living in the what is and not living in the what ifs. So much time we're worried about what if the, I get the COVID? What if so-and-so happens to me? What if we don't have any food? What? Ah, your quote is great. We don't worry about the things that we don't have. What if we don't have the food that we want to eat right now? What if we can't get to the store right now because of one thing or another? What if we shouldn't go to the store right now? And that's that's an awesome quote. I appreciate you for sharing that. Now, help some kids your age, and I'm going to help some kids my age. What should we do to help each other and help other people survive this quarantine, survive these times where it's different for us? Because I'm really not sure if we'll get back to a quote-unquote normal for quite some time. You know, big arenas with people in it, are we wearing masks moving forward? Are we going to go back there for months or years to come? What do our sporting events look like nowadays? How do you, So while we're in close proximity, in the, so we're not dealing with the what is, we just talked about that. So we, in the what is right now, what do, how do we help each other do better and make these times fun versus a headache? Well, first of all, to make it like this time like livable, mm-hmm. you want like make sure that your area or house or apartment, whatever wherever you're staying, make sure it's like clean. Yeah. Because you don't want a cluttered house. Yeah. Because so you don't want yeah you don't want a cluttered house. You don't want space to like, spread out. Because sure. you don't know how, how long if we get stuck in our house, you don't know how long it's gonna take for you to be able to go outside. So you want as much space as possible. Yeah. Yeah, and because you know how I am. I want the chores done. And, and like we talked about in break, I haven't told you guys yet, but we're going to go into summer mode pretty soon, like in the next. My goal is to kind of give us this first week to kind of get our feet under us and kind of get used to what in the world and kind of enjoy somewhat of a yeah. of a spring break kind of thing. But our summer mode is what? Get your chores done. Make sure, or if you have homework, yep. make sure it's, or schoolwork, make sure it's all done yep. before Game systems or TV comes on. Exactly. And we talked about reading. Uh-huh. Or, or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and we also do writing. Reading and writing. And always, in, with, with that in mind, it's the critical thing for us is that it's and, before. Oh, yeah, and get exercise outside. That's what Exercise outside before any type of non-school related, in this case, electronics come on. So, parents, how that helps you is that you have to be able to set those boundaries, set the ground rules, set the expectations early. Because if our kids don't know what to expect from us, they're going to be confused if we just kind of let this thing drag on and we just kind of drop these bombs on them. And then if we're not consistent with it, with them, we're going to have a problem. It's going to be a frustration moment or moments going back and forth. Jackson, let me ask you, when I set rules for you guys, is it easier for you all, though you may not like the rule, is it easier for me to enforce the rule and be consistent? Or is it kind of like harder to deal with me when I'm kind of, he, he enforced it today, but he didn't enforce it yesterday. Does that make sense? I want to make sure, is it easier to deal with my rules if it's 
regularly enforced or if it's just kind of sometime just kind of haphazard it's either sometimes because like if it's like enforced like daily mm-hmm. like sometimes it makes you like want, not want to do it okay because like oh i have to do this or or else but if you like, enforce it every once in a while it like reminds you Oh, I have to get this done like part of your daily schedule. Okay, okay. Let me make sure I, I rephrase it though, because my concern is the rules are always in play, and mm-hmm. I want to do it, and when I'm done, right? Yeah. Is there is there a consequence regularly for them not getting done? Yeah. Okay. So, do you prefer that I keep enforcing them, or let you see that while well, Dad didn't say anything about them for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, maybe months and months and months, and then tomorrow he jumps out and screams at me for something that I should have done but haven't been doing. Does that make sense now, that question? Which do you prefer? I'm enforcing them, I guess. Now, help the other kids out there. Why don't you do your chores on a regular basis? What is that? So why don't you do your chores on a regular basis? Um, I don't know. Sometimes I just get lazy sometimes and I get tired so I just want to go to sleep, like straight to sleep. Sure. So sometimes I just don't do them, but usually when I, I'm like not tired and I want something to do, mm-hmm. or I want something, and it, it looks like really bad and it, and like it messes my head because it's not clean. Sure. Because I have this thing like I don't I want things to be clean, but I don't want to do it myself. <laughs> you don't want to clean it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't imagine. Like, I don't like when our room's dirty. I don't like it because I was like it's like Evan stuff on the ground. I tell him to pick it up. But I don't like it it's clean, but I don't want to clean it myself. Yeah, yeah. But we don't have a butler because we talked about that before. The butler did. He, he did and go. <laughs> we don't have a butler right in our house. And we were blessed during the time when your your late mom was, was sick. Somebody had blessed us with you know a cleaning service yeah. during that time. And that was awesome. And so if anybody want to bless us with a cleaning service again, <laughs> Lord help you. Let the Lord use you. Let the Lord use you. But until that, then. That, that was helpful because we, we, yeah. we could leave things messy for a little bit and we, we would know that. It would get cleaned up at, yeah. at at one point. Yeah, but I know for me, I I feel a whole lot better when the house is clean. So parents is another thing for me. What I've been trying to do is, I like to cook anyway. But with my day to day work tasks, I'm not always feeling like cooking. So that's one of my particular chores. Now, granted, I've taught the other boys how to cook, and I'll try to set the expectation that that they can cook something as well. But it's I don't like it when I drop it on them at the last minute, like at four o'clock. Hey, I want you all to fix something by five o'clock. Or fix something at six. There's really that's really not fair. Mm-hmm. If I want you guys to cook, you'll wh- tell us beforehand. Exactly, and I need to be prepared with what you can cook and what's available to you. So as parents, it's and I, and I know we have those emergencies where we just it just didn't happen, right? It just didn't, and we just have to all kind of work together. Even with chores, we talked about in our on Sunday where. Kate and Ryan are responsible for the dishes. Yes, but the rest of us shouldn't just leave dishes laying around. At least, like, rinse it off, and then they can do, like, the... The scrubbing. And yeah, the scrubbing. And then put them right in the dishwasher so yeah. we can kind of make sure we all are helping each other make this thing work. Because teamwork makes the dream work. But if we're not doing our best to make this thing work and set the expectation, we're going to have a problem being in tight quarters because I might get resentful or angry with you because you're not listening to me and I've told you time and time again to do this chore to clean your room but as a parent we've got to keep teaching right we've got to keep learning but as a kid your age and older Jackson even younger you all have a responsibility with this too right 
So just be mindful. Of that. So that's where we're trying to help each other. I have a quote that was actually sent in while we were recording from a friend of mine. So it's, we're going to be reading First um, Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 13. It says, be, uh, prepare your minds for action. Control your emotions. Fix your hopes completely on the grace that you will be granted for the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is a time when we're really looking for that revelation from God, right? I mean, things about what to do with our families, how to be authentic, how to make this time fun and not a dread, and how to make each day special and different versus, oh, another day being cooped up with these kids or another day being cooped up with my crazy mom or dad. I mean, we don't want it to be that way. We don't want to be able to just have to want to scratch each other's eyeballs out at the end of these four weeks and not want to be a family. I mean, because I've got those kind of relationships right now with people I really don't want to be a part of. But I don't want that from my kids and I. And I'm sure like the rest of us, we don't want that with our kids as well. We want to have a healthy relationship. So parents, that may mean, for me, I'm cooking a lot more regularly, daily. I'm making smaller meals, though, too. So there's not a bunch of leftovers laying around. So I'm trying to save money, trying to make food stretch longer. Well, I would usually usually make a bigger meal so I don't have to cook. But I know you guys get kind of tired of eating the same thing every day. So let the Lord show you, reveal to you what you're supposed to do. The scripture also talks about obedience being better than sacrifices. So sometimes parents, we need to be obedient and listen to God. And we're going to get those times where we're going to be able to rest. Because for me, I'm a lot more tired during this season than I'm finding. But if we take our time, listen to God, we'll get those moments to rest and refresh and recover. Give each other a break. Give each other a pass. Let grace be your guide because this is a very critical time of wonder, mystery, and just concern. Appreciate you all for listening. And you've been listening to the Raising Men Show. And I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. We'll see you all next week. Remember to wash your hands. See you next time. And don't catch the corona. <laughs> WKBY 1080 AM. We keep blessing you.